Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another beautiful day on planet Earth. I'm Alexa. Oh, I like that intro. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. I'm coming from planet Earth as well. (laughs) Can you imagine like in the future when people live on different planets and you actually have to say, oh, where where are you? Oh, I'm on Earth. I'm in the northern region. And someone's like, oh, I'm on Arcturus. Yeah. I'm on one. I'm on the moon. Yeah. It's great. Love it. A little chilly. It's fine. (laughs) Exciting times ahead. How are you, Ambie? I'm doing great. It's another beautiful Monday. It snowed this weekend. Why? Why does it keep snowing in the southern part of America? I don't know. It snowed for us, too. Everyone was hit with a big blizzard this weekend. (sighs) It's awful. (laughs) It's awful. But if that's the worst thing that's happened to me this week, then it's a pretty good week. So, yeah. Um, How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm still trying to... Trying to let go of COVID. COVID doesn't want to let go of me. Um, but uh, honestly, can't really complain. Um, yeah, everything's fine. I'm just really trying to like rest as much as I can personally. And um, I'm really excited though because our intuitive course is starting one week from today. I just sent Yay! everyone. I just sent everyone out all the emails and all the materials and me and you started putting together the first couple of lessons and it's just like, I don't know. I'm very excited about it. I think this is going to be one of our best courses yet. Um, And everybody who's enrolled is like already, you know, connecting with each other and getting excited about expanding their abilities. So yeah, we have we do have a few spots left. These are basically our last few spots. So um, if you want to join, we are starting in less than a week. Well, in exactly one week. Oh, it's one one one, and one, one, one. <laughs> we're meeting every Monday for twelve weeks. And um, I uh, I did want to say, you know, something that I've noticed recently. I, I don't know what is going on, but especially in the past week, I have noticed like on social media. Suddenly, everyone is intuitive. Everyone is a psychic. Everyone is a tarot reader. And everyone is sending a different message that, like, you just need to hear, quote, unquote, from spirit. And I'm not saying that anyone is, like, faking or anything like that. But I am saying that what has been made abundantly clear to me is it's about to get real loud out there. And if you don't know how to know what your intuition is telling you it can get it 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 could get very confusing 
like and in the scary. Totally. And scary. Yeah. Totally. Because like you said, yeah, some of these people are talking about very fear-based things. Um, and some of them are talking about things that really don't relate to you and don't pertain to you. And so I think it's just really important right now to find a way, even if you don't do this course with us, just find someone that you connect to, um, someone that you trust or someone who is creating content on this so that you can practice your intuition because that is how if you if you if you aren't connected to it it's very easy to get swept away in things that you don't really need to experience you know what i mean but that you might yeah. believe that you do cuz someone else is saying it intuitively so absolutely i agree with that 100% i sign off on that and also i just had a reading with someone and they asked me that exact question i you know it feels like um I can hear the TV on in the background or the radio's placing playing in the background, but I can't quite hear the words. Oh, that's a sign that like, yeah, you're a clear audience. Um, also, you know, feeling like someone's in the room with you, maybe you're afraid of it. This course is really going to help reduce a lot of the fear that we have around our intuition and really help you feel more in control. And that's the big thing is the more in control you feel of your experience and your life here, the better of an experience you have rather than pretending that it's not happening, pushing it away, because that only creates more fear because you're just kind of ignoring it and it's going to get louder and worse. Yeah. So something to consider, something to think about as we have just a few spots left for this course. Um, but, but, you know, if you feel like it's not in alignment with you, absolutely follow what Alexis said and find someone that you trust. By the way, Ambi, speaking of like intuitive signs and such, I've, I keep wanting to ask you about something because, sure. um, you know, I, I feel like the reason – I feel like maybe this is just a physical thing that I'm thinking is a spiritual thing and that's why like I can't – well, anyway. And this is yeah. another reason why it's great to be in community of intuitive people so they can like tell you, you know, what's going on but um, or help validate you're, you. You're not intuitive. You are crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm joking. You are I'm just kidding. crazy. <laughs> no, no. It, it, I keep having this weird sensation in my right ear that mm -hmm. it literally feels like someone suddenly puts an earbud in my ear, but there's no yeah. earbud in there. And it's just like I feel my ear like expanding, you know, the way when someone puts something in it, it it, it goes like this. And I it just comes on every once in a while. I'll just feel like and a the wind. sound gets muffled or something. Like the sound doesn't really happening. It just feels like somebody's playing in my ear. Like and it's really annoying. It's it's not so much about the sound. It's more about the sensation of like expansion and like an a full ear. And then it'll just like go away and then I'll feel it again like a couple hours later. So how often does this happen to you? Like is it eight, every eight, day, all day? Every day, like eight times a day. And how long has this been going on? Um, like a couple weeks, maybe a few weeks. It could be related to COVID. It could be related to COVID. I would, if I were you, this is my intuitive advice and my advice is your friend. I would <clears throat> go to an ENT to test your hearing because that can be a sign of hearing loss. Um, but if your hearing test comes back, everything's great, nothing abnormal in your ear, then um, the next thing is you are being attuned 
because something big is going to happen um, March. Huh? Okay. You're like, either it's an ear, nose, and throat thing and go to the ear, nose, and throat doctor or something so, really big is going to happen for you. Well, in, in your life. And it, 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 you're being like attuned to it, if that makes sense. You're being yeah. in alignment with it. Now, I think it's more that. However, I would never tell anybody, don't go to the doctor because I'm sure that this is what's yeah. happening. So my advice is go check out your ear. Make sure because that is a sign of hearing loss. So make sure that everything's good. And then if if everything's all good, then it's spiritual. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, okay, cool. Thanks for Do the advice. Do we have comments from the audience on that one? Because that's a good time. No? No. Nobody wants to comment on that? Fine. Everybody's just saying, hey, happy Monday. Hi, hi, hey. Um, hi, yeah. hi, hey. Hi, hi, hey. Um, all right. Well, thank you. I'll keep you guys updated on my ear situation because I know yeah, you're on the edge of your seat. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. Your ears itch too a lot. So that's something else. They do. But guess what? They've stopped itching. Now it's just this weird thing in this ear. It's so weird. So I would, weird. But that's the same ear that itches. So I would definitely check that out. Okay. 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 And as I say that, my ear is ringing. So that definitely means something too. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Let's move on to today's subject, shall we? Indeed. Excellent. So today, children, we're going to talk about, you like that? We're going to talk about soul contracts because I love this topic. I think it's a really exciting topic. And I think it's um, a misconstrued topic a lot or misunderstood. Now, I want to let everybody know that this is Alexa and I's opinion. We don't have any facts or science to back this up, but you're not here for facts or science, let's be honest. So I'm itchy. So. My view on soul contracts is basically goes something like this. Alexa and I are souls in the afterlife. And we've come together and said, hey, I'm going to show you, I don't know, whatever it is that I'm supposed to show you. What is it? Like patience or? And as you're saying that, you're banging on your microphone. And I'm like, why is she banging on her microphone? Okay, Definitely I'm patience. supposed to show you patience and maybe to be more um, adventurous and more of a risk taker. Yeah. And you're supposed to show me organization yeah. and <laughs> to maybe bite my tongue and think about my actions before I do them, not just fly off the handle, right? This is just yep. an example from personal experience that we've had with each other. Um, and so... The way that we go about that could be we could be best friends, we could be mortal enemies, um, but it really it's up to us and our situation on how we show that to each other. Um, and that can be all sorts of, of different kinds of things. And then I would like to talk about like soulmates and, and twin flames and all that jazz as far as soul contracts go. But just for now, what is your opinion on that, Alexa? On soul contracts and like what they are and if they exist. Yeah, like just what we've talked about so far. Yeah, I mean. I don't want to bombard everybody with. I definitely believe in soul contracts. I think one of the most controversial controversial uh, parts of ideas about soul contracts that I think most people have a hard time getting their head around is the idea that 
the people in your life that have like really hurt you, for example, or really caused harm to the people you love or, you know, the kind of the villains in your story are actually doing it for love, right? Because when you, um, I think we've read on the the podcast before this story, The Little Soul in the Sun. It's, mm-hmm. it's by Neil Donald Walsh. It's a children's story technically, but it basically talks about soul contracts. It talks about, you know, how it's a story about kind of how these agreements are made in, quote, heaven or the afterlife or the non-physical, whatever you want to call it. And it brings light to that. It brings light to the, you know, if someone, if a soul wants to experience forgiveness, well, the only way it can do that is it needs someone to forgive. It needs someone to be willing to do something that is not of the highest light and is not of the highest love so that they can experience forgiveness, right? And that is an important soul contract too. Now, I I believe in this. Like I like if you ask me personally, I believe we have contracts with the people we love and we have contracts with the people we hate in this lifetime and people that have really wronged us because yeah. again, it's about learning, right? But I would just say in general, I feel like that is the issue that I've heard most people kind of push back against is like, no, it's it's so hard for people to accept that. And I understand. Like, I really get if if you've been really hurt or or someone you love has been really hurt by someone, I totally get how you're like, no, I'm I refuse to accept that that is for my highest good or my love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I personally believe in them. Um, I personally believe that um, – I also believe that in certain lifetimes, like, we kind of – we reincarnate with similar people and continue to play similar roles and have similar soul contracts if we kind of didn't get it done in one lifetime, you know? It's like we'll kind mm-hmm. of continue the theme throughout different lifetimes and that's why there's certain people that when you meet them in this lifetime, they're just so familiar and you just already feel like you know them and you just fall right into whatever your dynamic is. Um, yeah. So yeah. I also think that people, especially God love everybody in this community. I'm a part of this community too, but I definitely think that people in the spiritual community can get kind of obsessive about soulmates, twin flames, soul contracts, all of it. So I love explaining this to people because I don't think a lot of people really get this. The idea of a twin flame is basically two souls or one soul that has split off into two. Okay. And the idea is that you are reflecting in that individual, that other person, the good attributes and the not so great attributes, right? And then also what people don't seem to understand is that when you come together in this lifetime, it's, or in in a lifetime that you've chosen to be twin flames, it's not good, it's bad. And the reason it's bad is because you're so similar but you bring out like really great attributes and really bad attributes in each other. And therefore the relationship is usually like this really high, high, really low, low relationship dynamic that can't quite ever just fit right. And it's usually just this knowing about this person. It's this connection that might never go away, but again, does not mean that you are meant to be together in this lifetime. And that is something that's extremely painful and hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, this is the part where I like 
So I agree with that about the twin flames. Like that's the understanding that I have about twin flames. And I've mm-hmm. had experiences with myself with twin flames slash soulmates that validate that for me. Yeah. And at the same time, this is like a part of spirituality where I'm just like, do we fully understand this? Like we've asked the right. nine about it a million times. And like the answer I feel like the answer – well, we've asked a lot of people about it on this podcast. Yeah. A lot of spirits, like a lot of entities. A lot of and living I, people too. Yeah. But I feel like everybody's answer is kind of like – it's like, yes, that's correct. No, it's not. Like, yes, from one aspect, but you're, you're focusing on the wrong part. Like, I think it's interesting that we just put such a heavy um, – like you said, people can get very obsessed with the ideas mm-hmm. of soul contracts, the ideas of twin flames, the ideas of who is my soulmate, who, how right. many soulmates do I have, blah, blah, blah. And um, and this is evidenced by the fact that I swear and, – and I love this, but like it's so interesting to me that like anytime we're doing our Patreon uh, either conversations with Arc9 or our private – um, higher level tier coaching with Arc9, like people will just it, every week or every month they'll they'll just ask they'll be like, do I have a soul contract with this person? Do I have a soul contract yeah. with this person? Do I have a soul contract? Yeah. And it's and every time like the Arc9 is like, yes, you have a soul contract with everyone, but they still want to know like, but what is our meaning? Like 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 what is it? Like tell me more. You know, we want to understand. I think we're very obsessed with how we relate to each other, with who we are to each other, with what we mean to each other, with like relationships. We're just obsessed with relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think this whole thing about like the twin flames and the soulmates, it's such a kind of like complicated and also like hotly discussed topic in the spiritual community because what you said about the twin flames is like, I agree with that. It's like really high highs, really low lows. It's a very direct reflection of you, which which is very – helpful for you in a lot of ways because it brings a lot of stuff to the surface very quickly. And Mm -hmm. when it's good, it's amazing because you're like in love with yourself. You know, you're seeing all the best parts of yourself and you're you're feeling good about yourself in that way and you're seeing it in another and it's amazing. But then think of it the other way. Then when this person is reflecting back to you exactly the bad parts of yourself and then they're showing it, it's, oh God, it's so terrible. So You don't even want to look at it or be around that person. Yeah. It just brings up, like, I feel like it result, it, um, it it brings people into like a childlike state. Like it makes Mm -hmm. you have tantrums and like crazy fights and, and, and then crazy highs and euphoria and like, you know, but, um, I guess the reason why, if I were to say right now, like people are so obsessed with like who is my twin flame and what's the deal with that is because we're obsessed with knowing from the movies, from the Disney movies, right? We want to know who is my one, who is the right one. I want to pick the right one. And I also don't want to pick the one that's that's going to hurt me. I want to make sure I don't get hurt here. And the reality is in life, you are absolutely going to get hurt in, in all different ways emotionally, I don't, I don't mean to say that in like a threatening way, but I'm just saying like that's part of life. It's hurt. <laughs> I love Safety is not way. guaranteed. <laughs> I just love when you said not in a threatening way. Yeah. Take it in a threatening yeah. way. Alexa's threatening everybody. <laughs> You're going to get hurt. No, no. <laughs> just like hurt is a part of it. Hurt is a part of love, you know? Like it's, yeah. it's to a degree, you don't want it. You, you, you want to make sure that you're um, valuing yourself and you're setting boundaries in your relationships. But – People hurt us, you know, and and people make mistakes and we make mistakes. And I guess that's what's interesting to me about the 
uh, obsession with the twin flame slash soulmates thing. Um, mm-hmm. And for the record, I believe that we can have many soulmates, like m- yeah. many in a lifetime. And I don't think they need to be romantic either. And I think yeah. that that is a confusing aspect because when we hear soulmate, when we think of that word, we all think of like a romantic scenario. And that is not the case at all. Like I have had friends, Alexa's one of them that we just clicked instantly. And like, I can't explain how I know this individual. I can't explain why we click so well, but like, you know what I mean? There's just this connection there with this person. And it doesn't mean that it needs to be romantic. And I think that's the thing that we confuse so much is that if we click with this person, then that means it needs to be romantic. And that's not the case at all. Um, but I think that goes into like lifetime traumas, like as far as like, you know, your childhood, what we see in Disney, what we see in the media, et cetera. I digress. Point is that that is something to consider as well. And soulmates can come in to show us something and then leave our lives too. It doesn't mean that they're going to be, um, in our lifetime, our whole lifetime. And I think that's a misconception as well is that, we're as human beings are not meant to have the same people in our lives, our whole lives. We're no longer in like an isolated environment. Like we were even 50 years ago, we have the internet now. So we have access to all different types of people, especially on social media. And so it's important to, in my opinion, experience this. Um, I will say that I was told very recently that someone was my soulmate and I was like, nah, (laughs) <laughs> not accepting that. Don't believe it. Not going to happen. Don't agree with it. Not, not an issue, not happening. And now that person was in my life that long. Is it true? Does it, I don't, I still don't know if it, I believe that. Mm-hmm. What I do think though, is that person showed me a really important aspect about myself and how I want to present in the world. And attributes about myself that I like and attributes about myself that I don't like. Mm -hmm. And so I take that information. Thank you. Moving on. Right. I think the big thing that really pisses me off when people come to me and ask me, well, this person's my twin flame, this person's my soulmate, but you're not happy with that person. Mm -hmm. You're not in a happy relationship, whether it's a friendship or romantic or a work relationship, you're not happy. So why are you staying? Even if there's some kind of soul contract, perhaps the soul contract is done. Perhaps the soul contract is no longer valid. Why stay in a relationship, in a situation that you're not happy in or that makes you feel miserable? So I think that's something to consider as well. Just because I have a soul contract with this job, with this love life, with this friend, It doesn't mean that one, we fit together anymore. And two, it doesn't mean that I need to stay in that because there's some kind of an agreement. Like, nah, fuck that. That's actually um, Larissa J. Levy asked a question earlier, um, which pertains to this. She said, hi, ladies, can your soul contract change or just like add or subtract from the original contract? And that's what you were just talking about, Ambie. And I I absolutely think your soul contract can change. I think that that's actually a part of like personal empowerment, right? Is yeah. realizing, okay, this is why we've had this relationship, even if it was a bad relationship, right? Okay, I let this yeah. person abuse me. I let this person take advantage of me. I haven't really seen it until now, but that's been the dynamic. Okay. And it's like, okay, well, do I want this to continue or no? 
No, I do not. So it's taking that new action saying, I'm done with this. This contract is done. We're done here. Mm-hmm. And that's a really beautiful thing, I think. I think that's a really empowering thing when you come to – when you get – when you take the reins of your contract and realize you're in charge, really, of all of the contracts. You're in charge of your life so much more than you really realize, right? And yeah. I think – that's another thing. I think that's another thing that kind of annoys me or is like starting to bother me is like, like you said, when people are like, well, it's my twin flame or it's a soulmate. It's like the excuses of, well, the universe is 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 in charge or they're in charge or like this has I'm already been control. written. So yeah. it's like, well, rewrite it. Like yeah. you can always rewrite it. Exactly. I think it, like the thing that hurts my heart is that <sighs> – a lot of people use the concept of twin flames to stay in a toxic relationship or to stay in an abusive relationship. And that, that hurts because I personally don't subscribe to the idea that we're meant to suffer while we're here. I think that you can have whatever experience you want, whatever valid experience you want to have. And if that's suffering, cool. If that's living like your highest excitement, then that's cool too. But being so disempowered and I've done this, I, fully believe that I have met my twin flame. We have had a relationship and I am so good with never seeing him again, but I was in that relationship for far longer than I should have been when it was super toxic because the idea that I had of the expectation that I have of how it should be or how I wanted it to be was overriding the actual what was really going on in the relationship. And I think a lot of the times we do that in the spiritual community with they're my soulmate, they're my twin flame, they're this, we have a soul contract together. So it should be better than it is, but you're not paying attention to how it actually is, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're not being present in, but it it goes back to you're not taking authority over your life. You're allowing yourself to live based on the perception that somebody else is in control Mm -hmm. or should have more say than you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I think I think that is very well said. Um, hold on. Let's see. I know that Nike said when we were talking about soulmates, Nike, Nike, Nike said all my soulmates have been friends or family. And I was going to add to that. Yeah. Like I feel like my dog is one of my soulmates. Like, like I love when people tell me that. I like there's no other being like on the planet that I've ever just like I I don't know. I feel like a lot of people probably relate to that with their pets, but like my dog is 100% one of my soulmates. You're one of my soulmates. Mm-hmm. I mean, my parents are my soulmates. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Um and I think that and I think it's I think we're go- it's going to take some time for society to kind of get over this idea that you have this like one perfect person. It doesn't mean that you can't be with someone for a long time. You can't be married for 50 years or something. It doesn't mean that. It just means that that's not necessarily automatically what will happen. And if that doesn't happen, it doesn't mean anything's gone wrong, you know? Yeah. And like I had a download that came through the other day that I think is interesting longevity in a relationship does not equate to success. Yeah. Just because a relationship lasts 12 years doesn't mean it was a successful relationship. And just because a relationship lasts two months doesn't mean it was an unsuccessful relationship. I feel like it's, it really goes back to the 
the feeling that you get from someone, that connection that you have with someone. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that person is supposed to be in your life your whole lifetime. I think the the other thing that people can get really discouraged about is when they have been told by intuitives that they don't have a soulmate. I've heard that before. Or I've been like, not me personally, but I've had people tell me, I've been told by an intuitive that my soulmate isn't on this earth at this time. Mm. Well, I mean, to a degree that could be true. That could absolutely be true. You could be having the experience of feeling alone or feeling isolated. And that's a valid experience too. But to a degree, I also feel like Beyonce is soulmates with like millions of people Mm -hmm. that will never meet her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because she brings out something in people or represent something to them, positive or negative, that they can't find anywhere else. So who's to say that that experience is not as valid as another, right? So I think that if we're talking about soul contracts, um, I think fame is a soul contract to reach millions of people because in what other capacity do you have the ability to touch so many people's lives? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. See, that's why fame overwhelms me. The idea of fame overwhelms me because I really like to like manage my relationships. <laughs> like I like to kind of be in control of like, okay, yeah. this is how this relationship is going. Okay, this is how this relationship is going. And when you're famous, you can't possibly manage even a fraction of those relationships, really. It's like, because mm-hmm. how can you possibly, con- if you're Beyonce, how could you possibly, you know? Yeah. So, but for some people... I think like you, you would do much better with fame than me. I mean, I think I would do excellent if someone just managed me and told me like, this is what we're doing today. This is what we're doing. I would be like, cool. I just need a Starbucks and we're on our way. Like good to go. Ready for it. But it's interesting because I also agree that this applies to purpose or what people call purpose in their life. And usually people associate that with a job and it's not necessarily a job. So a lot of the times Again, what I've seen from people's guides and and the Arc Nine, et cetera, purpose is not your job necessarily. It can be like if you're Beyonce, I definitely think that that's part of her purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And that you can only find that in a position like fame, right? Being super famous because there's a difference between Instagram famous and, and that level of fame. But the point here is that sometimes your purpose is to clear up karmic ties. Sometimes your purpose is to help ancestral healing. Sometimes your purpose is to focus on new beginnings in your family and your soul circle. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is not as validated or looked at with enough validity that a purpose in your job is. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, like we have a different, we have a very specific definition of purpose that in our society that relates to literally like a career, but it's not necessarily that. Like your purpose can be to uplift the the people at the coffee shop you see every day. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I think that it's it's really. It's sad and unfortunate when people ask me what's my purpose and. And I feel into it and I'm like, your purpose is to experience life. It's just to exist. It's just to be here. And in one aspect that can be really liberating, like a cool, I'm achieving it. I'm doing it. And on the other hand, and how it's taken most of the time is people are like, fuck, what do I do? Yeah. 
That's not enough. That's not enough. I want to be Beyonce or whatever the case may be. I want to save people. Well, they just want to know what they want to know what to do. Yeah, they want someone to tell them, "Hey," because you know what, humans real because especially because we've been socialized and programmed this way is like Mm -hmm. we like to know that we've checked the box. Like we like to know that we're doing the right thing and we're gonna get an A on the test. You know what I'm saying? And when we don't have that box, and it's like, we'll just make it up, and I guess we'll see. You know, it's like, um, yeah, yeah. I need a little more information. So, I what think are you that's laughing why. at? Who's commenting, and what are you laughing at? It's oh, not, I thought you were. No, okay, okay. It's not her. No, I was just, I was asking if it's anybody. Like, no, it's not just Sabrina Fortuna said, "LOL," and I laughed. <laughs> so. Oh, okay, okay. Good job, Sabrina. Good job to make Alexa laugh. Well, I was laughing at you. I was laughing at the scenario of just like, uh, just, I think it barely freaks us out as humans not to have a way to know if we're doing something correctly. And that's the whole yeah. thing about life is that y- y- life isn't actually about doing it correctly. I was, right. oh my God, I was getting into the biggest debate with my husband. This These are the types of things me and it, like this is when me and my husband's like Taurus comes out. So he's like trying to say, he's the of the mind. He's like, you should always try to do your best. You should always, like, what was he saying that I like? What, he was, he was, I, I was saying, look, in my life, there's things I care about and there's things I don't care about. And the things okay. I care about, I'm going to do my best. I care about them, right? I'm going to do my best. Things I don't care about, I, I'm not going to do my best because I'm not going to waste that energy. Like, makes sense. And to him, he's like, well, but you should always do your best. You should all like all every everything you do, you should do your best. And I'm like, but that fits him so well. Like his personality, like to a fucking T. Go ahead, I'm sorry. And so I he was just like, if and I was like, why? And he's like, because if you don't, then you're you're not living up to your potential and you're yeah. you're wasting, you're wasting. And I'm just like, but that sounds like a miserable life to me. And it's he's a lot like, of pressure. Yeah. But then Anyway, it, it was just funny because after talking about it for a long time, I think we realized that we both agree. This is so typical of our relationship, by the way. We we actually, at the basis of things, agree, but the way we talk about them sounds so different that it makes the other think that we're on, like, completely different sides of the, you know? Because I'm like... I'm laughing because I have discovered... <laughs> That with my girlfriend, I do the same. I will agree with her, but I'll argue with her about my point and why it's right. And like, it doesn't, because then she's like, so you agree with me. And I don't want to admit that because like, I've already, we're in like a 20 minute argument and like, I've come this far. Yeah. So why am I going to like cave now? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of the opposite. I like kind of want to get on the same page, but it's just like, we use such different language that it's like hard to make him understand we're on the same page. I don't know. I just didn't like being painted as like a lazy person for like not wanting to, you know. But anyway. Try your best all the the time. The whole point, the whole point of this is that like life isn't, you're not constantly being graded. Like you're not, it's, your life is up to you. Like your life, it's up to you to say what matters and what doesn't and how you want to live. And I think that, um, that can be really freak people out when they realize it because there's no guidelines, you know, and it's all, it could be freak you out or be really empowering your choice, you know? Yeah. And we really don't know what happens after we die. Nobody knows for yeah. sure. Like it could totally. be nothing. 
Or it could be this like, could all be a go dream. back. Yes. Oh, this whole podcast. We talked about that. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't want to talk about it. Ah. That's Ambie's biggest fear is that this was all a dream. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, this is a good Too episode. much Twilight Zone for you. Oh, love that show. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a great episode. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for being a part of our community. Um, if you would like to talk to the ARC9, make sure you sign up for our Patreon. We do uh, conversations every month where you get to ask them a question. Um, and those conversations are always really interesting. We just did one we, for this month a couple days ago. Um, and then if you want one of the last few spots for our course, make sure that you uh, click the link in the bio or go to our website to sign up. Or you can send a message to one of us. Um, we had four new people sign up last week. Lots of people Yay. getting in at the last minute. So, um, yeah, make sure that you get one of those spots. If you want to join the community and be a part of our 12-week course, you're not crazy. You are intuitive. And anything else, Ambie, that you want to share? Nope. I think that's it for today. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we love you. Hope you have a good week. And until next time. Keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Podcast.